right, here we are, Talk CDL. And Ruthann, one of us was sick for a little bit. You. Why'd you say it like that? Because you're a big baby when you're sick. Okay, so I don't know if I had the C word or not. The, the virus. They can make like one of those, you know, like 30 days a night. They can make the virus for the C word. Well, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to put it out there for anybody that hasn't had it. If you get it, it sucks. I mean, it just, it does suck. It just like takes your whole will to do anything out of you. It's actually annoying more than anything you sleep. Um, but yeah, I guess it's going around here pretty much. We know one or two of our friends that died recently, and I guess it's no joke, but the bottom line is we're back and, uh, who knows? Who knows what lies ahead? You know, all I can see is you, quote, relapsing, just so you can have more. Uh, of you waiting on me? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not going to work. It's all right. No. Well, I'm just, just throwing that out there for everyone to hear. It's not going to work. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm back and I'm pretty serious today. So I'm not really even joking around or anything like that. This is serious, Troy. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. Do you know how many times I hear that? I'm serious. I am serious. I'm very serious. <laughs> I got a serious question for you. Okay. I was just thinking about this. Like, like you know, we there's so much to talk about um, that I wanted to bring up today. But I was just thinking to myself, and picture yourself. There you are, Ruthann. You're driving down the road in your Volvo or whatever. You got a Volvo? I don't know. Whatever you would be driving. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, you'd be, you know... I just passed you my Peterbilt. But anyway, so there you are. You're going down the road in your semi. Uh, I kind of like KWs. Is it an automatic or a stick? You're a stick girl. You know what I do. I like shifting up. I just don't like shifting down. Okay. But anyways, there you are. You're driving along, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just setting this for you. I'm setting the pace. You're all cruising. You got your hot tea. Everybody should know you don't drink coffee. Mm-mm. Ruthann hates coffee. Mm-hmm. So for all you truckers that in the morning you've got your little Java going, Ruthann, if she was back out there, she'd have her little tea thing going on. Wouldn't you? Be honest. It'd be in your little cup holder. You'd have your little tea going. Or a monster. Or a monster. Yeah, or Red Ruth, Bull. Maybe you both. Yeah. Yeah. So there you are with your Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, Ruthann, coming down the road. Now you're just all relaxed, right? You're comfy. You're on I. Let's 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 put you on I. I don't know. Let's put you up on ninety up there, and you're like going through Montana or something, right? Okay. And there you are. You're just chilling, right? There you are, Ruthann. She just took a swig of her Red Bull. She's all smiley. Got your little smile thing going on. Got your little trucker thing going on, and somebody cut you off. Just for not, like, you know what I mean? Like, this happens. Like, there you are, you're going down the road, and now what does Ruth Ann do? There you are, you're driving, nobody around, and some clown in a four-wheeler, he comes around you and doesn't even put his turn signal on, and he just comes right in front of you, just like that. Now, do your whole day. Now, be honest with me, R. You got to be honest with this. Now, don't BS me. There you are. You're ch- you're chilling. You got your Red Bull on. You're just doing your thing. You're going west, and it's all nice. And some clown in a, I don't know, some... St- 
Honda Ridgeline? No, not a Honda Ridgeline. Why? Because I have a Honda. <laughs> no, no, and I don't live in Montana. You're no, visiting someone. <laughs> no, some clown, some clown cuts you off in your big rig, and it's just totally. And it's matter of fact, it's right as you're taking a gulp, and and he makes you spill it a little bit. You're like son of a, right? And there he is. What do you do? What do you? What does trucker Ruthann do when that guy cuts you off? Like, like he had no business. He had no turn signal, and he had absolutely zero recollection or zero consideration to the trucker. To trucker, what do you do? Well, now don't tell me what you're supposed to do. Tell no, I what, can tell you what I would do because you know that does happen. I know it happens. to me. You know. But I don't drive like you, and that's what the first thing you got to remember. Well, we'll go over what I'll do in a bit. Oh, I know what you would do. Okay. But this is me. This is Ruth Ann. I would say, what a doofus. And then I would go on to bitch to myself okay. on how stupid that guy was. Right. So he, he, And I might lay my horn on and so you, just to wake him up. You'd lay the horn on him, but first you would think, what a doofus. Mm-hmm. So in your anger, the word doofus would come out. Mm-hmm. And a horn. Mm-hmm. Doofus. Uh, what a doofus. Right. And then depending on how far ahead of, like if he's like still directly in front of me, right. See, there's I the would question. lay my hor- horn on. That's the question right there. So you would give him a little horn. If he's if he's still directly in front of me, I would give him a little horn like, you got to give me some space here. Maybe to say, hey, dude, what are you doing? Right. Wake him up. He might he might just like be in oblivious and not realize that he just. So now what happens if he brake checks you because you horned him? See? So I'm just asking. I'm just playing the advocate here. Well, if he, hopefully he didn't cut me off that close that I would be rear-ending him by him brake-checking me. Right. But I could tell you... Would you back out of it if you were too close to him? Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't take that chance because I also would be having a front-facing camera. So... So here, I mean, and it, and it goes to the same, here's another question, similar. There you are, you're coming into construction, right? There you are. Now I'm entering construction. Now you're coming into construction, okay. right? Right. And you know Am how. Am I still it, a 90 in Montana? There's roads up there that you're are anywhere, killing. You're in Anywhereville construction town. Okay. Home and of Sasa. It, wherever. And, and, and you're coming in to one lane. Mm-hmm. It's scissoring down. Mm-hmm. And you're just coming along, and you're about to be the guy behind the red pickup. Mm-hmm. You live in a little buffer. And all of a sudden... That Honda Ridgeline came slipping in. Somebody shoot. somebody does. Just mm-hmm. shoots right in. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And literally, totally startles you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about startlement. There's a difference between, oh, I see the guy coming, I think he's going to be a jerk, and he's going to cut me off, I'll back out of it. But I'm talking about the guy that just, believe it or not, you thought he wasn't going to do it, and all of a sudden he guns it, and he does it. You know, I actually had something happen similar to that. What did you do? See, what did you do? Well, I usually watch my mirrors all the time, because that's right. what you taught me. Mm-hmm. And as a driver, I would hopefully be doing the same thing in a big rig. But I had someone where I was watching and they sped so fast and just appeared and cut me off in my car. And I'm like, he literally, I already was over, but he still almost 
like totally took off my side of my car because he cut it down so close to, you know, like it was not acceptable. Now, if that's the same situation in the big rig where, you know, even though I was watching in my mirrors, this little car came zipping in and thought that they would, you know, come in like that and startle me, I would hope that I would still be able to make sure I maintained control over my vehicle. Let me add to it. Let me make it even worse. How about the guy that does that, and then when he gets in front of you, he gives you the finger as if you were doing something wrong? What do you do? Oh, I'm, see, my whole, point, my whole point is this. We, had a, we were in church today, and the lesson today, the lesson today was about humility mm-hmm. and being lowly. And in the long run, the guy that lifts up his pride and fights with or acts, you know, aggressive back a lot of times loses. We had a story here in Florida. Uh, Sheriff Grady. Everybody knows Sheriff Grady. He's an awesome he's so guy. Cool. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy that'll tell you, citizens, arm yourself, and if a bad guy comes in, make sure that when I get there, he's dead. That's this is what the and sheriff in your house and in your house. He'll tell you right now. If someone comes in your house, he needs to be uh, placed on the bottom of the 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 floor with a bullet in him. That's exactly what our sheriff tells everybody. And so he came out with a story yesterday, and I I seen him. And what happened was, was a girl that was 15 was dating this kid. And what happened was she, they broke up six months ago and he goes and he's, and he's, she's now dating an 18 year old kid. So they plot to go over to the kid's house, three girls and this boy to beat this kid up. Well, in the middle of beating him up in his own parking garage under, you know, uh, the thingy carport, carport. Thank you. Um, the mom comes home. She's trying to take a picture of the car. The kid gets in the in the van and, and runs the mom over and kills him. And the sheriff even said, he said, the problem you got to start realizing in your life is things can get out of hand. Mm-hmm. And there it was, was uh, an, uh, uh, a couple of young teenagers fighting overall, you used to date my girlfriend, blah, 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 and you're just going to beat him up. And it turns into now they're being charged with murder. Mm-hmm. And it just got out of hand. Well, the, the reason I brought up these incidents with the trucking, it's the same damn thing. You're driving along in Montana on a beautiful day with your Red Bull. Everything's all great. And next thing you know, you're startled by a jackass. He cuts you off. I call him a doofus. And I'm telling you, it's that same asshole, or pardon my language, it's the same doofus. Doofus. It's that same doofus that that there's nobody at all. He's at the stop sign. There's nobody behind you, right, for like two miles, and the the doofus, doofus. pulls out in front of you when he could have waited one second. It's that startlement that I'm getting at, that things like Sheriff Grady said can get out of hand because you got startled and your reaction now isn't normal. You're not normal on a, what I call a startlement, okay? When you get startled, you sometimes want to kill somebody. Accidentally, you may want to punch him, you may want to hit him, you may want to run him over. When somebody cuts you off at the last second and it scares you, it startles you, you're like, you're rotten! And then all of a sudden, your mind is in this fight and you don't even realize it. And next thing you know, maybe the guy accidentally brake checks too hard, you run him over and kill him, and your dash cam says you murdered him. All I'm saying is, 
Same with the construction. Same with the doofus. I'm going to use Ruth Dan's word, doofus, that gives you the finger when you had nothing bad at all. It wasn't your fault, truck driver. But somebody just pulled you in with a, what I call a startlement. What do you do? And so the question, not the question, but my statement to you is, you got to get up every day and you got to get prepared for that. See, it's easy to see the guy coming and go, okay, I can see this guy's a butthead. I'm just going to back off and let him get down the road and be a part of his own angry life, right? That's easy to do when you see it coming. But are you prepared for the startlements? Are you prepared to be surprised? Because that's really what's going to get you, and that's what can get out of hand to where you get in trouble for life. Good. Well, I, I have a, a, a question I'm going to pose at you. Say, you know, you're in the kitchen and you're like cutting onions or something like that, and you're like just, a woman where she yeah, belongs yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah, okay. and I'm I'm chopping away. No, I'm kidding. And and you know, all of a sudden, someone sticks their hands on my ribs. So I got a question. If I accidentally get startled and go, ah, and, and. And you stab the person? <laughs> would that be like bad? <laughs> Does anybody do that to you? Yes. <laughs> On like, I've now realized I. You know, you, you should be telling these people what you're even talking about because they're all going, what the hell is she talking about? Troy likes to try and sneak up on me. <laughs> and he's never a sneaker. Like. I He's usually sneaker. the bull in the china house type of, of, of I'm, person. I'm good at sneaking up on you. But he has gotten this knack for whatever reason yeah, in the so last two I, weeks. Like sometimes I'll come up to give you a little hug and it scares you. It's, a, usually it's your fault. Usually he's really good at, like, I can hear him. But for whatever reason, the last two weeks, I have not heard him sneaking out. And he'll come up and he'll just, like, stick his hands on my sides. and. So you're saying... As the guy that's got startled with the trucker, don't startle Ruth Ann while she's cooking. Well, it, the hell kind of lesson is that? <laughs> but when you've done this, I've been at different stages of doing something. Yeah. You know, like chopping something. And all I, and I even told you, I said, you got to watch this. I could cut my fingers off. So, okay, so you're using that as a as an analogy to what we're talking about. That's kind of cute and cool. But let's be honest. And and really, drivers, I want you to ask yourself this. I'm not usually a startler, though. You're not, a, you're not, you don't get startled. No, if something happens in front but of me, you I'm see, pretty cool with but it. But you can see what I'm talking about. Because you're you're grabbing onto me. I think that's what gets me. Listen, Ruthann, stop smoking crack and come back to the trucker conversation. <laughs> okay? We're talking about being startled in traffic here. <laughs> such an oddball. She's such an odd duck. All right. Anyway, so, but you can see that, right? Where you can see where a, a truck driver could, mm -hmm. could get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because I could see that there's different personalities that, you know, some of them can get startled really easily where others, you know, in the vehicle, I don't believe I get startled like as, as, as badly, you know, there's a lot of things that I just don't yeah. have that kind of response on, but I do know people that do. I just wanted to remind everybody out there, just keep your, keep your head in the game. There's a, you guys honestly out there on the road, you have a lot, a lot on your shoulders. Believe me, let me tell you what a truck driver has on their shoulders. Seriously. 80,000 pounds. 80, they have the responsibility of 80,000 pounds. They have the weather, snow, ice, BS, okay? 
They have DOT they have to, to be worried about. They have to worry about finding a truck parking space at the end of the day. They have to worry about somebody startling them and cutting them off. They have to worry about all that. And then at the end of the day, you know what else they have to worry about? Mama crying on the phone. I miss you. I need you home. I miss you. You've been gone two, three weeks. I miss you. Truck drivers got a lot on their minds. So guys and gals out there, if you can remember each day, try to remember each day that there's a jackass in your life today. You just haven't met him yet. <laughs> just be ready for that what jackass. An analogy. I'm telling you, there's a jackass in your life today, and he's going to meet you. And, and I'm telling you right now, the way you react is who you are. And that's a fact. There's guys that are in prison because they react the wrong way. There's guys going to go to jail. There's guys that are never going to get a, a, a truck driver's job because they get an erratic or a, a uh, aggressive driving ticket or whatever the case is. I'm just saying, when, you, when that asshole, when that jackass cuts you off today, and he will be there, I promise you he's coming today. Oh, yeah. Back off. Back off and say, Troy said, have a nice day. Hey, Bon Jovi said that too. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Hey, let's move on. So check this out while I was reading in Transport Topics. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Listen to this title. Truck drivers could be among earliest to get COVID-19 vaccines. Truckers get to drink the Kool-Aid first. I'm serious. Yeah, they, they go from state to state. Yeah. I mean. They, they have a better chance. I mean, in and out. I mean, you're in your truck, which is a good thing, but. No, you're not in. Yeah, well, you're in your truck. You're tra- you're, 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 but you're transporting mm-hmm. and going across state lines more often than other place, other people. And then on top of that, you're going into the delivery area. So if you did get something, you have a higher chance of uh, passing it. Listen to this. It says truck drivers and other workers in critical and essential jobs could be among the earliest people to receive COVID-19 vaccinations, vaccinations, sorry, as several major pharmaceutical companies begin working with large transportation firms to deliver the vaccines. Distribution efforts dubbed Operation Warp Speed could start as early as mid-December, according to the committee within the Atlanta-based Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as many as 40 million doses could be delivered by the end of this of the year, by 2020. Um, so it sounds like it's saying truckers are essential, which is, we, we know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, it's almost like the way the world is admitting how important trucking really is without saying, you truckers are like the most important thing there is to us. Right, and they also know a lot of drivers yeah. are afraid to go out there and start working again. Well, there are some, I mean, there's, there's supposedly 1.3 million still out of work, but, but there is millions that are out there doing their thing, driving truck bravely and, and not having an issue with it. Um, but these guys could be, you know, first to get the uh, vaccine. I'll tell you what, here's my thing. If you truck drivers get the vaccine, I want to know how it was because I, I I'm just saying, listen, it's everybody's choice whether they get the vaccine or not. You know, you hear people saying, yeah, I'm going to get it right away. And you hear people saying, screw that. I'm never going to get it. I'm not a guinea pig. I know you're not. Okay. And I'm not even going to really say where I'm at on the fence with that. I'm just not just not going to. I just think that each person has to decide for themselves. I really do. Yeah, that's true. Do you know um, you had mentioned about 
parking earlier, and we had someone write it to us, and they had said that when you do when you pay for parking, that it's supposed to include someone coming out and helping you back in. Okay, are we moving on from the COVID nineteen shots then? Well, the way you were talking, I thought you did. Sorry. That's all right. I mean, so you're saying about parking is what now? Look, I, moving on uh, from the COVID-19 shots, um, truck drivers, if you do decide to get a COVID-19 vaccine, please write into us and let us know. I would really like to know firsthand from truck drivers, you know, if there's any side effects. I mean, I'm hearing that there is going to be side effects, by the way. Um you would actually, it says you actually would feel tired. You could even throw up and feel like you have the virus for the first week. Actually, I read that the other day. So, um, and, and you wouldn't really have it. It's just that, you know, that's part of the side effect. Um, Everything has side effects. Going to what you were just mentioning, something about park, truck parking. What, say it again. What, just start that for me. One of our listeners wrote in and said that they were told that when you pay for the parking, that it's supposed to include some one of the um, employees coming out and helping you by back helping backing you in and so forth. Like they're supposed to actually come out and give you a hand. I didn't know that. Where did you hear that? I just said one of our people who wrote, who, who wrote it and said that. Well, let me go onto the Facebook page because that's where it was at. Okay, so it was in our in our messages. Yeah, I never ever ever go in there, but for whatever reason, it came up saying that I had a, a message mm-hmm. that there was a message in there, and it was yeah. on the Facebook page. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Real yeah. Back to it. So you're saying this is is this a company policy? I mean, I don't know that there's like some kind of rule. And who who needs somebody to come out and help back and what you know guide you back or whatever the case is? Yeah, it was James Pittman. He said, I was listening to your podcast back in June talking about paid parking. Did you know that part of the fee for parking includes an employee meeting you out by the spot and guiding you back into the spot? They don't advertise that, but I have had several managers from Pilot tell me that's the perk. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I don't even know what to say about that, to be honest with you. You know, you got some guy that wants to come out and, you know, I mean, it is nice to have a spotter. I mean, honestly, you never know. And that way you don't have to get out and look. But to be honest with you, I would still get out and look before I backed up, you know, whether I was at the pilot or wherever, you know, somebody's going to help me back in my my hole, my well, paid parking. It might, it might like, they're supposed to come out and meet you at the, st- at the spot. So maybe there might be more kind of intel with that. And maybe, I don't know, I mean. Most drivers don't need a person helping them, but you just don't know. Maybe the area, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. All right. So, Ruth Ann Austin, I am looking to see. I know we had something else we wanted to mention today on the podcast, but I will tell you. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you to the sponsors. And which sponsors are we thanking, Ruth Ann? Let's thank every one of them. Uh, we have National Carrier. National Carriers is a trucking company out of um, Dallas, Texas, that has about 400 reefers. And you know they have 100 cattle trucks. Hmm. Yeah. Great company. Uh, they do lease purchase and they do company positions. And their drivers are making probably 75 plus thousand a year. It's a very nice company. And very nice people. And they have their own freight. 
which is important. You know, if you're a truck driver, seriously, and you go with a trucking company these days that's all they have is broker freight, well, honestly and truly, in the end, you, you're going to get what you what you bargain for. That's just the, all it's to it. If you get some broker that, if you get some company that's relying on brokers that really don't, can't keep the guy always going, then that's what you're getting. Um, if I went back on the road today, Ruth Ann, the first thing I would look for is a company that has their own freight. I, I mean it. I mean, even if it's it's customer freight, you know, here's the other thing. When you're, when you're looking for a job, guys, if you ask a trucking company, who, what's your freight? Here's something else you should ask them. When did you sign the contract? I'm serious. There's a lot of trucking companies. You start working for them, right? And they, they everything is really, really good, right? And then like a couple weeks later, a month later, or six months later, guess what? You're, you're, you're being told that the run's going to be over because you're losing that contract. Usually a contract's at least two, three years. And so if you, saw, if you get with a trucking company that's got fresh contracts, okay, there's a good chance that at least you got a, a if, if it's a lot of freight and it's in your area where you can deliver freight, that's obviously your job. So you want to find a company that has freight for you to deliver. If you have that trucking company, okay, then it's a good thing. But if you fail to ask them, who's your customers? Who do you deliver for? Who do you deliver for? Is it broker freight? You know, find that out. What's your what's your commodity? And and when did you sign the contracts? When do those contracts run out? You think I'm not kidding? It's very true. Who else are we sponsor or sponsored by? Rev Insurance. Rev Insurance. And that's a great company, right? This is a company that only works with truck drivers, right? There's no, they don't do regular car insurance or anything like that, right? Right. It's just truckers. So that's a good thing. These are guys that, in fact, I th- believe we, he told us, if you have a a uh, a need to get better insurance, these guys are connected with everybody around in mm-hmm. the entire United States, as at least most of them. Yeah, they got to compare prices and stuff. Right, to where they can get you. Like, you might be paying, I don't know, five grand a year right now or ten grand a year if you're an owner-operator for insurance. Call these guys over at Rev. Tell them Toxie to say yeah. And then also... Uh, J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller. So, the, yeah, we have one that will help you get your authority and one that will help you with the insurance. Yeah, J.J. Keller is... is Killer. Did I say killer? <laughs> he did. They're going to like, I'm going to kill him. No, J.J. <laughs> Keller, great people. Um, if you guys are, honestly, if you ever thought of wanting to become an owner-operator, J.J. Keller, uh, they they will help you get your DOT. They will help monitor your, your paperwork and keep you all compliant as you are building your company. Okay, start out with one truck, two trucks, three trucks, and there's many guys that have a thousand trucks today that started out with one truck. And any one of you guys, I'm going to tell you something. This is right from Troy. Any one of you guys can get a truck today, rent one, whatever you have to do to get started. You can be, trust me, don't let anybody tell you that you can't become a company. There's freight out there to get. All you have to do is have the cojones to call people and get freight. Just you got to find the freight where you live, lead haul freight, base it out, and then be able to find freight back. I'm telling you, next thing you know, you are your own trucking company. Ruthann, do we have anything else? Do you have anything else today to talk about? My word of the day. What's your word? Of, and where does your word of the day come from? It comes from Word Genius. Word Genius, great people. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, we're plugging everybody today. Word Genius, go ahead. What's the word? 
Yep. Ruth then tries to be really cool. No, it's like she's going to push the button every time she. What is it? Inominent. 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 Spell it. I N N O M I N A T E. Inominent. And what does it mean in the definition? Not named or classified. Not named or classified. It's a nominant. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So a nominant means it's not named, almost kind of like Area 51. Is or it classified? <laughs> <laughs> is it 50? Is it Area 51? I always yeah. mess up the number. I know it's yeah. 50 something. Yeah, it's 51. Is it 51 or is it 54? 51? The forthcoming book was still a nominate, but had already gathered positive reviews from critics. William and Kate had such a long list of potential names that their first baby was in nominate for a full month. Wow. Pretty cool name. I've got nothing else. I'm glad to be back, though. I feel a lot better. I hope everybody... I mean this sincerely. Every one of you truck drivers, stay safe. Keep your mask on. If you want to. If you don't want to wear a mask, I respect it both ways. I don't wear it. But I hope that every one of you stay safe. I mean this sincerely, Ruth, and we do. We hope that none of these guys catch anything. We hope that every one of you make it home safe to your family. We hope that every one of you prosper in the coming year. 2021, Lord willing, will be ringing that in soon. Get rid of this terrible 2020. And uh, we we have nothing but uh, best wishes for every one of you guys and gals out there in truck driver land. I'm going to do another word of the day. You got another word? So you're doing words of the day. Well, this one was really funny, and I wanted to do it last week. Yeah. But we couldn't do the podcast because somebody was sick. <laughs> it was me. Good. What do you got? Wittershins. Wintershins? No, Witter. Wittershins. Wittershins. Wittershins? W-I-D-D-E-R-S-I-H-I-N-S. Sounds like something from Pennsylvania Dutch. Wittershins. W-I-D-D-E-R. S-H-I-N-S. What does it mean? In a direction contrary to the sun's course, considered as unlucky or counterclockwise. Wittershins, counterclockwise. (laughs) So, well, I can use Wittershins. I thought it was so, uh, I actually, when I got it, I giggled out loud. That's cute. Yeah, (laughs) and I can picture you giggling. (laughs) Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.